Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a better business bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I'm driving a stolen car Lit down on Eldridge Avenue Each night I wait to get caught But I never Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiation Bible style. Well, I'm driving a stolen car through the pitch black night. Yeah, I keep telling myself Someday I'm gonna be alright Yes, the Christian Car Guy show today. You might guess it's on stolen cars. It could happen to you, right, Bill? <laughs> yes, and I'm driving a stolen car right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting story, and we're going to cover that today on the Christian Car Guy show. But every 33 seconds in the USA, actually, one gets stolen, mostly older cars. And since the average American car is now 11 years old, guess what? Your older car is the target. And there's some reasons for that. We're going to get into all that. We're going to have some common sense solutions, but as I was considering, especially with Bill's predicament, as I was considering this, I thought what might be kind of fun. I know it's not necessarily a fun subject, Bill, <laughs> but it, the, the, I, 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 I just thought about this. The, I could create a sign that would go on my dashboard <laughs> for any would-be car thief. I could send them a message, you know, of some kind and you know, something along the lines of um, protected by GPS, God positioning seraphim. <laughs> he sees you when you're sleeping. <laughs> or, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I know you're struggling so bad you stole my car and know that I'm praying for you. Really? <laughs> so I didn't want to have all the fun with this. I thought you might have fun calling in with your idea of a sign that you could put on your dash for a would-be car thief. 866-348-7883. Or maybe you've had your car stolen and you've, you want to speak to that. Or maybe you have a great idea to keep from getting your car stolen. We'd love all those calls. 866-348-7884. Another one I thought of is 
please enjoy my car. Please enjoy my car while you can. It's it's really going to cost you more than you think. <laughs> so, what would your idea be? What would your experience be? 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share. And yesterday I was actually helping out a Jesus Labor Love participant. And on Wednesday, she or last Saturday actually, you know, the Jesus Labor Love is a car repair for single moms, widows, families in crisis. And this particular family was in crisis. And last Saturday, we found out she needed a bunch of brake parts. Well, Wednesday she called me and she was absolutely in tears, Bill. She was crying, very upset. Her car had been stolen. And the really bad thing about that was not just that her car was stolen. She had three car seats in there. And now without any car seats, she couldn't take her children anywhere, couldn't get them to where they need to be, et cetera, et cetera. So I was beginning to pray. I sent it out as a prayer request to Jesus, Jesus Labor Love Prayer Team. Well, the next day she called me and said, um, Robbie, good news. We found my car. And so when I was down there yesterday, I said, you know, I'm going to do this show, coincidentally, on stolen cars. And the guy behind the parts counter says, to, he says, you know, I'll tell you where 99% of the cars that are stolen is because people leave the keys in them. And I was like, really? <laughs> and the poor, you know, her husband, who was already sheepishly, you know, it was, it was embarrassing for him to, you know, get was he help. carrying all three kids at the time? He was carrying one of them in a car seat. And he was like, yeah, that's, well, actually, they fell out of my back pocket into the seat. And I didn't know where they were there. And, you know, that's what happened. They left the keys. In. And then Bill comes in, you know, and at the time we thought that maybe 99% was kind of a stretch. But then Bill came in today. <laughs> and Bill, how did, how did your car get stolen? Exactly? You know, for years at the end of my driveway, there was a police car parked right there and you know, about a block over for a long time, the chief of police lived and the neighborhood was full of police cars. I never was terribly concerned about burglary in my neighborhood. So I had a spare key in the glove box and then I had a very simple key that would uh, allow me to get into my car. And at my home, I didn't always leave the car locked. So now this is a 2004 Jeep. Now I, I never dreamed anybody would go out and collect 2004 Jeeps. So I come out about 7:30 in the morning and I look and there's a hole where there shouldn't be a hole and I walk down to the end of the driveway trying to remember where I'd left <laughs> my car. <laughs> and I turned around and it dawned on me somebody that night decided they wanted a 2004 Jeep. <laughs> And the story goes on and on. We're going to get to more of that. But we want to play a very special stolen car edition of Name That Noise. <laughs> and and, and we just, yeah. Define that defect. Resolve that roar. Trace that tick. Highlight that hubbub. Name that noise. Chronicle that clatter. So you get ready to call in 866-348-7884 with a special stolen car edition of Name That Noise. And I just happen to know that a whole lot of cars get stolen the way that this noise would make that sound. So if you call in 866-348-7884, Kim, tell them what they'll win. 
Robbie Lee Wynn, a book by Stu Everson Jr. entitled Last Words of Jesus, also an accompanying CD by Richard Kingsmore, inspired by the book. The Last Words of Jesus book. It's a wonderful prize, and all you have to do is name this noise. Now, I would tell you, I'm going to give you a hint, that that noise would be a noise you would hear on a lot of cars getting stolen. And if you can name that noise, you can win that prize. 866-348-7884. Play that noise one more time for him, Kim. The garbage truck. <laughs> you don't win, Bill. <laughs> oh, shoot. You don't win. But if you want to win, you call us 866-348-7884. Maybe you got a sign that you would like to put on your dash, or maybe you have an idea of how to keep your car from getting stolen, or maybe you would like to join the ranks of Bill and then my poor husband the other day that would admit that the reason their car got stolen was that they left it running or they had the keys in it or whatever the situation may be. Coming up at the end of the show, we have our appraisal by the Real Black Book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. Well, if you listen to uh, Bruce Springsteen sing that song, you can tell he's pretty down character about stealing these cars. And that might lead to repentance. And I don't know if you've ever thought of repentance being a gift, but I got some scripture along those lines and some thoughts along those lines and a story along those lines that I want to share coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. As always, I want to mention the Jesus Labor Love. Our website tells you all about that. I'm going to give you an update in here a little bit about what we talked about last week in the Jesus Labor Love, free car repair labor for single moms and widows. Of course, there at ChristianCarGuy.com, all these ideas about stolen cars and <laughs> Christian Car People Sales Registry, Christian Car Care Centers. It's all there as well as Christian Car Guy Theater and podcasts at ChristianCarGuy.com. And I don't know that we've ever had this many calls, Bill. This on it. We actually loaded up the entire board immediately <laughs> well. w- with people that want to name that noise. So I'm excited to get to that in just a minute. But please, you call with your idea, 866 348 Now, Bill, there are some real situations here that we got to talk about that for a lot of folks, they think that they may not be targeted, but in reality, older cars don't have the theft protection that newer cars have. They don't have the chip keys that necessarily will start the car, right? Well, mine had a chip key, yeah, got to say. Well, that one had the chip in the key. Yeah, (laughs) they had the key too. All right, when we come back, we got all sorts of people ready to name that noise, which, by the way, might have something to do with a stolen car. I'm just saying. And we've got more tips on how to make sure well, your car doesn't I got two miracles get... associated with this I'll I go. want to talk about before we're through. Stolen car miracles. And yeah. your sign. I'm looking forward to hear what your oh, ideas are. 866-348-7884. I'm driving a stolen car Way down on Eldridge Avenue 
Each night I'll wait to get caught But I never do Stolen car. That's the Christian Car Guy show today. What's up with that? And that, Who is targeted and what can we do to protect ourselves? But um, there's a lot of stuff along this line that we're going to talk about today on the Christian Car Guy show. And we would love to have your idea of a little sign, maybe, perhaps, that you could put in the dash <laughs> for a would-be car thief. And we would love for you to call us at 866 348 7884. Just like Jan did during the break. She didn't want to go on the air. She's in Everett, Washington, but she wanted to put, she said she had an idea for a sign. It just said simply, This car belongs to God, which it certainly does. It certainly does, as does this show. So, again, we would love for you to take part in it. 866 348 7884. We have Taffy's in Utah. Taffy, you got an answer for me on uh, what that noise was? A tow truck. That's the way they got my son's uh, car at the college. <laughs> that's exactly right. And I, you know, the, 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 that's called a stinger, the little noise that you heard. And a lot of people do not realize how quickly and how easily somebody could take your car with a tow truck and a stinger. Because this thing simply, you know, backs right into your car. And if they don't wrap the tires, they can get five, six, seven blocks away and then, then wrap the tires which takes, you know, that takes a couple of minutes. But as far as hooking up the stinger and going with it, right, it doesn't take 15, 20 seconds. And, and go ahead. And who questions a tow truck on a college campus? Right. And the, the, the thing of it is that it, you can have all the anti-theft devices you want in your car unless you found a way to attach it to the ground. It's, you, can't, you, you know, it's not going to do, then they may use a, a rollback. There's other ways they can do that, but it's, it's, it's really, and you may not know how common this is. A lot of folks don't, Taffy, but so I'm so glad you guessed that, is that, unfortunately, I know of a situation, a relative, I wish I didn't know this, but a relative used to own a wrecking yard. He's not with us anymore, so I know he's not doing it anymore, but a relative owned this wrecking yard, and whenever somebody came in and they needed, and since he was 40 miles outside of a major city, Anytime somebody came in that needed a transmission for a, you know, 94 Honda Accord or whatever it was he needed, he simply would drive into this major city until he spotted the car he needed and he hooked right up to it and he brought it back to his little city and, you know, then took the engine or whatever it was he needed. And it was just, unfortunately, all too easy. So that's the noise that it makes. And in one way that I would mention that you can kind of protect yourself against this one, although it doesn't do that much good, but it's something you can do and something I always do, which is really a good habit, is to set your emergency brake and set it really hard. Because at least they'll be screeching down the road trying to pull the car. <laughs> something, I don't know. So your son lost one in the college campus that way. Yep. They, nobody questioned it. They just drove right up, hooked up, and away they went. Wow. Well, thank you for calling in today. God bless you. I'm, God bless you, thank too. Thank you. All right. We have your idea, perhaps, that we got to get to. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. But, Bill, you say that most people stealing cars, or the, the majority of them, besides the fact that the keys were available and easily and whatever, probably going for a joyride. 
Well, about half the cars stolen seem to be you got about a 50% chance at recovering your car if it's stolen. Most of those are recovered in the first 30 days. Generally, they're found when the gas tanks run out of gas or they're involved in an accident. A lot of times, the older cars are stolen by kids that are taking them for a jewelry ride. And the officers I've talked to said sometimes they will just hopscotch. They'll take your car, drive to a neighborhood on the other side of town, leave it, find another car, and they'll go until they... (laughs) In other words, they they don't want to go be seen at the gas station. So when they run out of gas, they steal another car. Yeah, which, again, you know, speaks to the common sense idea of simply don't leave your keys or don't leave a key in the glove box. <laughs> I'm thinking of getting a lock-in gas cap, quite frankly. Yeah, that's, you know, obviously they wouldn't go, you know, terribly far. But, you know, the NICB gives these statistics, and it shows, you know, that these older cars are the ones that are clearly the major, you know, that these older Accords, especially in older Civics, are the biggest target by the thousands they're stolen. And, you know, so if you have some of those cars and you can go to christiancarguy.com and see the targeted ones, there are other ideas besides obviously not leaving your leak keys in the car and not locking it. There are, you know, GPS devices that you can put in, immobile devices. Leave your pit bulldog in the back seat. Yeah. And then put a sign. <laughs> Whatever we got. Susan is in Louisville, Kentucky. She has a question for us. Susan, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good Hi. morning. Hello. Good morning. I have a question because I was advising a friend who just uh, bought an old convertible. I think it's a Sebring. I had, I was fortunate enough to live in South Florida for 20 years and had two different Mustang convertibles. And I always locked my convertibles and never had any problem. And I was in some pretty surly parts of town for business at times. So I told him, I said, you should always lock it. He was going to leave his convertible open because there's that myth, or maybe it's true, maybe you guys can help me, that someone will, you know, rip the convertible top to get in, and it's better to leave it open. I think that's silly, but I'll take my answer off the air. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good your insurance is. <laughs> well, that is a, that is a myth. I, I really believe that, you know, car thieves would necessarily rip a convertible top because honestly that would be a big part of what they could what they could use you know as easy as it is to pop a lock these days especially on a convertible um you know they would be wasting a really good expensive item because most of the cars stolen in my opinion are stolen for their parts they're not they're not again most of the cars that stay stolen now, the ones that ride over half of the cars that are stolen are recovered, and those that are going out on joy rides and whatever. Are well, even the stolen ones can be recovered. And just because they're recovered doesn't mean there's more than three parts left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the ones that are r- taken by the people that really are in the business of stealing cars, they're going after those parts, and that convertible top is one of those parts that they could sell. So ripping it would not necessarily be a good idea, but I couldn't agree with you more lock your car whether you got the top down or not and i would leave the top up because the other makes just too big an invitation to get in your glove box or whatever else you have. so we got a lot more on this whole stolen car subject plus our jesus labor love update that i promise and our um brazel by the real black book stay tuned well i'm driving a stolen car through the pitch black night yeah, I keep t-
telling myself Someday I'm gonna be alright But I ride by night And I travel in fear That in this darkness I will disappear You know, when you listen to that, Bill, it's kind of a, a creepy thing. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy show. You know, how horrible would that feel to be in that situation where you're actually stolen a car and and you're at that point in life where you're struggling and i don't know maybe a sign on on the dash or something might encourage i I know that seems kind of strange but it's just a thought that i have that you know that's a really low place to be um is being in a stolen car in the middle of the night thinking you're going to be caught pictured the people that stole my car being concerned that they had run out of beer Oh, you know, it's, 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 who knows, who knows, who knows? but there, there's something to think about there. I want a sign that says, if you stole my car, call me for a reward. I want my Bible back. Yeah. That was what happened. You lost your Bible. That's what, that's I, what yeah, it, it's the little stuff. The car didn't bother me, but I kept thinking about the little stuff that was in the car. And the one other thing that, that we should bring up, there's a couple ideas along this way is both the lady that, I talked about the Jesus labor love lady and Bill found their own car. And both of them were told that usually it's within a few miles of where they, where they left it and <laughs> that somebody took it for a joyride. And so that's what happened in your case. That's what happened in my case. I had two people that one was, um, they were both church related. So two people had told me that they had relatives who had found their car in a neighboring neighborhood Four or five months later, so after I bought my new car, <laughs> the next day it kept it kept popping up in my mind, and I was missing my my Bible I'd had for twenty years, and a number of other little things in the car, and I prayed about it, and in thirty minutes of looking, I found my car. Yeah, which is what happened with those other folks as well. So if I'd have just prayed a day earlier. Yeah, then you wouldn't have had a chance to, to meet my son again. That's true. I did find a first class, a number one car salesman, and I've been praying about that for a long time. Yeah, and I, I love who you found. It was my son, Robbie the Third, is working at Modern Chevrolet here in Winston Salem. But the other thing we want to bring up is that it's kind of a scary situation from my standpoint. Is that a lot, a lot, a lot of folks use garage door openers and those same folks quite often do not lock their back door. Now, I don't know if you know how easy it is for somebody to just simply take your garage door opener. If you leave your car unlocked by accident and there's your garage door opener, they can see it hanging there on the mirror. By the way, your address is on the registration in your glove box. So you lift left your car open. There's your garage door opener. Your address is in the glove box. They have very simple devices, very easy to get about as hard to get as a red cross button that can read the code from your garage door opener. It's called a home link. And you can just go to anybody. You know, once you've read the code, you can go to their garage, push the button, and now the garage is open. And so you just don't know when. You may have left yourself open for that. So locking that door to your garage is just good common sense, not to mention alarm system, because many of us have been robbed, including myself, that, you know, it's home theft is, is another issue. But these garage door openers, and, and you know, you don't know that you took your car into Jiffy Loop or wherever, 
and then there was a garage door opener right there. How do you know that the guy changing your oil doesn't get the code from you? And I'm not trying to make people paranoid or anything like that. I'm just saying common sense is you have that exposure, and there's no reason not to have a deadbolt on your back door and not to keep it locked even when you're not there. And I know that may be a pain, but, you know, you're protecting yourself and your family. And, and those are things when it comes to stolen cars that we wanted to bring up. But I also wanted to give you an update on the Jesus labor love. Last week, we talked about these two cases, one of which was really severe. The ladies had a child with autism and her um, parents were both disabled and she's trying to run them errands and she had a Honda Accord or she has a Honda Accord with a blown head gasket. It needs to be, you know, there's fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars and it also needs a steering rack. And there were all these things. So I ask if you would please consider, if everybody listening to my voice might consider going to christiancarguy.com. It's christiancarguy.com. And there, donate just a dollar for the Jesus labor love. And, you know, send a message that there's 3,000 people or 2,500 or whatever it was that really care about you. And so it was interesting. A lot of places I went this week, (laughs) people said, Robbie, how many people, you know, how many people actually took your advice? Well, you might be shocked, but I feel like the answer shocked me because I really had hoped for significantly more. But the truth is only about six actually went and did that. And one of them, praise God, sent $50, which really helped in another labor love case. But we still have these that we need help with. (laughs) Believe me, we need help. And I'm praying God will put it on some people's hearts to give to these causes because every week we have, and again, it was my joy yesterday to be there when we got the brakes on the lady's car that had been stolen and they got her car seats back and all that stuff. And you get to see the look on the face of somebody who's really in a difficult situation. And now, you know, the situation has been made better through what God provided. And it's clear when it comes from the Jesus labor love, which is a 501 C three and every single dollar that we take in with exception of what may go to PayPal or something, but we have no administration cost. Everybody's a volunteer. Everybody that volunteers their labor is a volunteer. Any parts that we supply, anything that we do, there's no money going anywhere to administration costs. Our lawyers, you know, volunteered their time in order to get our 501c3 status, our accountant. There is no money that's ever gone anywhere other than to helping the people that it is that, that call in or come in through the website at christiancarguy.com or jesuslaborlove.com and, and request help. Now, the interesting thing is it it, a lot of times, you know, if you're me, you're sitting there <laughs> and you're praying, God, you know, what am I going to do with this one? And what am I going to do with that one? And, of course, we have a prayer team, and I'm thankful for that. But it's difficult sometimes when you ask for help and you say, well, you know, and, and, and as of Saturday afternoon, I'd had no responses for anybody donating, but I had more responses for people needing help. <laughs> and so I'm just like, okay, God, you're trusting me with this. You're trusting me with that. But it's just, wow. You know, there's when you open yourself up in faith and you say, I'm going to try to help these people, I would really like to be in a position, you know, to do that. And I know you would too. So I thank everybody, especially those who gave last week. Um, that was amazing. Very much appreciated. Very much needed. And you have to see the faces when the people get the help to appreciate, you know, that it got them out of a difficult situation. And so, you know, if you've got time today, christiancarguy.com, a dollar. It just sends a message to somebody that somebody cares, and, and they're looking out for them. 
Now, Bill, you have really researched this subject, and you've spent a lot of time here, and you got another idea along the lines of, of offering a reward. Well, you know, once again, if it's uh, half the time it's kids joyriding, when they run out of gas, then a lot of times you get the car back. So I'm going to go invest in a simple locking gas cap, for one thing. Um you want to make sure you you try to park in a lit spot. You want to try and park someplace where it appears like there's a camera on it, um, and you want to lock your car. Where I fell out and, and just want to kick myself is even though it was next to my house, I'd left the car unlocked, and I need to remember to um, make sure to always lock the car, even when I think it's safe. Um, most of the cars are stolen using the keys. Uh, some of the articles I read, some of the posts I read from professional car thieves said they would steal the key and then steal the car. It's easier to break into a house or to pickpocket somebody and use that key than it is to figure out a way to, uh, to run off with a car without the key. Um, it, it's, it's a real pain to have that car gone, even if you get it back soon. Finding it, there were two great suggestions. Uh, one gentleman suggested you contact the cab companies and that you offer a reward to the cab driver and to the dispatcher. And another person who had great success said that if you check and see who picks up the trash in your area, if you get some flyers out to the trash crews, that they do a really good job and they know what's supposed to be around and what's not. Your car is stolen and it's sitting so on the side there, of the street. Nobody was, knows it's stolen. Was there a suggestion for an amount there, $500 or what? No, well, he, both suggestions I saw said 50 bucks. So, you know, you, 50 bucks to the cab driver and 25 bucks to the dispatcher for getting you information that leads to finding the vehicle. There you go. So there's, there's all these ideas, but we need yours. We would love to hear your idea. <laughs> 866-348-7884-866-34-TRUTH. We're going to be talking about the gift of repentance when we come back. We would love to hear your suggestion. 866-348-7884. More Christian Car Guy Show coming up. Just wanna run to The gift of repentance. Do you look at repentance that way? We're going to get to that in a minute on our appraisal by the Real Black Book today here on the Christian Car Guys show. But we're talking about stolen cars, and we still have time to get your idea. You call in at 866-348-7884. And I do want to mention also for, and I was very, very grateful for someone who mailed in a check uh, last week. If you don't want to give online, you can clearly just mail it to us at Jesus Labor of Love is the name of the ministry. Jesus Labor of Love, 238 Sara, S-A-U-R-A Lane, 238 Sara Lane, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, 27107. Again, it's all tax deductible. It's a 501c3. Again, if it's a dollar, I, I just some message that 
you know, we care. We're thinking about you. We're praying for you. These folks could use your help, and I sure am blessed with everybody that helps us. So getting to that whole idea of the gift of repentance, as I promised in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, this week I was reading a book. It's a wonderful book, too, by the way, by John Lynch. It's called The Cure. And in that, he mentioned the verse that would say that repentance is a gift, and I never really had thought about that. 2 Timothy 2.25, if you read that in the NASB, says, with gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition, if perhaps God may grant them repentance to the knowledge of the truth. So if God's granting something to you, <laughs> then, you know, then he's, he's giving you a gift. And sometime in the back, I heard um, Craig McConnell, who went to be with the Lord this week with um, uh, the Ransom Heart Ministries in Colorado, say that repentance is like the prodigal son on his way back to eat dinner with his dad. You know, this is, this is something that although it's hard to be humble and it's hard to look, you know, face your dad after you've done this and that, it's still a wonderful feeling to know I'm going to be back at my father's table and there's going to be a fatted calf. It's going to be a wonderful feast that I'm looking forward to. And I wonder, have you enjoyed repentance like that? Is that an experience that you can remember in your own life where you went, man, I can hardly wait to get this right. And, and I think about a night that I was praying this actually before I started doing a Christian car guy show and I was praying about a lot of different stuff, but all of a sudden Jesus showed up and it really scared me, honestly. And, and he kind of had this question for me in my spirit, like, Robbie, what do you want? And I glibly, cause I was so terrified upon his presence said, I just want to serve you, which was <laughs> pretty much a poser. And Jesus looked at me and said, do you? And in, in doing that in my heart, all of a sudden, like something that you would see in a place somewhere, my life started to flash before my eyes and, and series of series of things that he had asked me to do or I had felt he'd put on my spirit to do that I had not done started to just appear. And it was one right after the other. And they were just flashes like this friend you were supposed to have lunch with, this friend you were supposed to call, this phone, this friend you were supposed to send a letter to, et cetera, et cetera. And so it was so exciting to me that I went out and I grabbed a piece of paper because they were coming so fast that I could write them down as they were because the idea that I could make this right and these were things that I could do was so encouraging to me <laughs> that, wow, I could call my old friend. Yeah, I need to go have lunch with that. Yeah, Lord, I get it. This is what this is the way I can serve you. And, and he and I had an, a marvelous time in that particular repentance. And so you know, my question, you know, when I listened to Bruce Springsteen singing about riding around in that stolen car, there's a guy who could really enjoy some repentance, you know, getting back to the way things are, the getting right with things. How wonderful would it be if God gave him the gift of Jesus Christ, him understanding what really he did for that car thief and that he could be redeemed of that and that he could walk and newness of life as a new creation, and what might that look like? Well, we have some callers we want to get to. We got Tracy in Taylorsville, Utah. Tracy, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. So my husband had his car stolen out of his apartment, and the police told him, and he found his car too, by the way. He, oh. was, he had to go find his um, car. But one of the things that was really interesting is when he went to report it to the police, the police had basically told him the same thing as what you guys have been stating. 
um, that they were probably just a bunch of joyriders, and even if they found them because they're underage, that they basically get their hands slapped, and they're right out after a period of time doing it again. So that that it was really difficult to find the cars, and it would be to everybody's best interest to try and maybe see if they could do exactly what you said, um, have somebody like the cab drivers or the um, sanitation workers like locate or yeah. you know, um, help out in locating their car because that's pretty much the only way they actually could retrieve the cars. And, and Bill said that when he read that, that there were several people with success stories that that worked for them. And, uh, and cab for companies, husband, yeah. they recommended make sure you, you do a little gift to the uh, dispatcher to make sure the dispatcher helps. You were saying about your husband? Oh, well, in, in his case, they told him about the area where they kind of like the little car thieves lived. Yeah. <laughs> and he went and kind of like did a parameter check or whatever and, and sure as heck he did find his own car and was able to recover it at that point but yeah it it he just in his case it he didn't try the cab drivers he hadn't heard that but that one i really like that suggestion um because that's probably your best bet or the uber drivers that are going out oh now. yeah that's another um, thing there you go um but i wanted you to uh, i wanted to ask a favor of you you gave an address last week um, on where we could send donations other than just the um, website, uh, right? Mm-hmm. The lip, uh, other than the online address. And I have a hard time writing, and I was hoping you could please repeat it just a little bit slower so I could write it down. Uh, my mother used twice. to complain that I always talk too fast. Okay. It's Jesus, labor of love. Two thirty eight. Two thirty eight. Uh-huh. Sara S U R A. Okay. Lane. Uh-huh. Winston Salem. Yeah. Okay. North Carolina, which is just N C. Yeah. Two seven. Two one seven. yeah, two seven one oh seven. One. One oh seven? Yes, two seven. Two seven one oh seven? Correct. Wonderful. Thank you. Oh, well, God thank bless you. you. Well, God look, bless well, you. Thank you so Take much care. for calling in today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We have John is in Louisville, Kentucky. He's got a question for us, Bill. John, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. I, uh, not, not to uh, ask a question, but to tell a couple of stories on this. Okay. Could, a- could you go quick? Because we only got a couple minutes, but I would love to hear it. Believe me, I really do. Well, uh, a car thief was caught breaking into my car. Wow. Uh, I was alerted to it by another mechanic. So I went out there with a knife and a hammer. It looked like far. <laughs> the knife to the guy's throat and told him this was one he was not going to be successful with. And uh, my employer got rid of this and fired the guy. And he had a big ring of keys. I mean, he must have had 50 keys on that ring. Yeah. Right after another in my uh, ignition. Yeah, well, there that, that, that were only, you know, so many sequences, and he would have been able to get that. Well, John, I thank you for sharing that story. I hate we got to run, but God bless you. I appreciate you calling in today. 
Thanks. All right. Well, if you didn't get on the air, we'd always love to hear your comments in line. You can go to ChristianCarGuy.com. And, of course, see all those those things. I, of course, want to thank Bill for being humble enough to share his. <laughs> thank you for being with us today, Bill. We appreciate you coming. And, of course, remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went. And how about that repentance as a gift? Do you feel that way about coming back to the Father? And how cool we can pray that others would get that gift. Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show.